Yeah, here, we're fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Garage. We're a music podcast for, for music, music lovers. Lovers. Today, oh. we welcome back Mr. Philip Lombardo. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. There you go. You got the old train whistle blow. Uh, What's going on? Yeah, welcome on? back, man. Appreciate if you're not it, familiar with Phil, check out, I think I can actually do it on YouTube now. Um, check out the link for the episode Rap Snacks that Phil was on the very first episode that you were yep, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Audio only was pre-video. Yes, sir. Um, but we had a great conversation, talked some of his favorite uh, hip-hop albums. And uh, now we're in the future with video. Yeah. yeah. Let's get it. We're in the future. So, welcome. He's our guest host for, the, for the full episode. Um, so... So let's Luke, uh, let's talk about let's it. talk about some music news real quick at the top. Uh, you know, um, I'm a big fan of you know doctors. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yep, who isn't? <laughs> no, not really. Love uh, doctors. <laughs> Doctor Love. Yeah. Um, the Gene Simmons behind us. Um, so uh, I came across this um, Taylor Swift, the uh, sensation pop uh, country singer songwriter uh, lady. She is an honorary doctor of art. Yeah, fine arts, I believe. Nice. Yeah. Was that so? You said the way that you put it, she's like an she's honorary a, doctor. So she's did a they art just doctor? Right, but did they? If you have a painting that's sick, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift will take care of it. That's for a, you. Th- that's how I she's interpreted. A of art. This whole, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe this paintbrush is sad. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying though is, is that did she actually earn college credits for that in order to earn a doctorate in fine arts or was NYU just kind of like, you're Taylor Swift. I, here's, you can be a doctor. Uh, I mean, I think, I think celebrity role plays a part in it. Yeah. yeah it's got to, no right? NYC and no the university of uh, New York was just like, Hey, Taylor Swift, we have sick art and you need hey. to heal it. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's that's but what happened. But she gave a there. commencement speech. Yes, I'll, I'll at give you the graduation I'll, at Yankee Stadium. I'll give you a nice quote. I would oh. like to thank NYU for making me technically, on paper at least, a doctor. <laughs> Not the type of doctor you would want around in the case of emergency, unless your specific emergency was your uh, that was you desperately needed to hear a song with a catchy hook, an intensely cathartic bridge, or if your emergency was that you needed a person who came over fifty breeds of cats in one minute. Who who can name over fifty breeds of cats in one minute? Sorry. She knows over fifty breeds of Damn. cats. Apparently. It sounds like she should have got her doctorate in like veterinary sciences or something. You know, fifty breeds of cats. It sounds like uh, she should have got her doctorate in loneliness. Uh, I'm gonna go home and uh, do some research on cats, and then yeah, yeah, I'll go for my doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so doctorate uh, in fe- felinogy. I just yeah. wanted to uh, to shout out uh, the people in the music world uh, really achieving higher education. Yeah, yeah good I, for them. It's like when um, it's like when Tommy Lee went to uh, to college for that show that one time, dude, and he couldn't even play drums with a marching band. Coming on, get in the garage. We cover the VH1 series. Tommy Lee goes to college. Oh, we should. We should. We haven't done. We haven't done a full length Rock of Love one yet. We'll get there. And uh, Flavor of Love. Oh, we'll get classic. There. Come on. Oh man, Flavor Flav. Yes, sir. Never found love. We had to do the well. Re- he did the rewatch. Sort of. No. Yeah, we'll have to do the rewatch. But uh, found love like four times. Yeah, and then Brigitte Nielsen was the. He has a big heart. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, I remember her. A heart yeah. as big as his clock. She's like an Amazon woman. Yeah, she's like six foot five or something crazy <laughs> like that. And he's just like looking jumping up at on her, her back and yeah, <laughs> man, he's like holding her like a baby. Or he, she's holding him like a fucking baby. Foofy, so, foofy. Yeah, foo- yeah. She's oh my god. Oh, foofy, oh that brings back memories. Yeah, right. Come on, man. That Jeez. VH1 trash oh. television. So good. So good. But uh, um, but check, right on. Congratulations to Taylor Swift. Check out the commencement yeah. speech. It's pretty fun. Yeah. You know, Shout it's it's her. it's interesting. Um, yeah. Also, uh, speaking of new new, yeah, I've been uh, shouting out bands that are releasing records, at least by like rock bands that I'm interested in. The most part, uh, the OCs have a new album coming out. They released a new music video. Um, that music video, the song is called Funeral Solution. Um, uh, me and Mike definitely watched it. It's like stop motion crazy. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. The whole thing is shot in stop motion. Um, yeah. But the OCs are a great, like, psych rock band. Um, a lot of fun, gr- like, garage rock guitar. If you haven't checked them out, I would uh, highly suggest them. Yeah. Um, but the new album comes out August 12th on Castle Face Records. So, uh, but check out the new single, uh, Funeral Solution. Yeah. Also. And new music video. It's really cool. Yeah. Great song, too. And oh, the band's all killer, no filler. When I say up. the band's called the OCs, I say O S E E S. Oh, because when I searched them, I searched O H S E E S. That was one of their band names at one yeah. point. They keep changing it in variations of yeah. the same name. Wow. But uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. check that out. It's a uh, interesting, great, cool stop motion. Um, yeah, and the song itself is great. I listened to the song before I watched the music video, and I thought the song itself held up. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes if you attribute something to a music video, yeah, it enhances the quality of the song. You know, right, but yeah. the song oh, separately, yeah. uh, great song. And if you're a fan of the OCs, they're going to more of like a punk direction. Uh, and they were like a prog kind of behemoth uh, before, but now yeah. it's kind of getting more in a punky thing. It's pretty interesting, very cool. Yeah. Um, if you are prone to seizures, do not watch that video. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of flashing lights and quick cuts. Well, there's there's also stuff. there's also a warning in the beginning of it. Oh, is there? Yeah, I, I you know, didn't I'm just the warning. I'm just shouting now. If you're prone to seizures, you know, I'm yeah, not yeah, I'm not trying no. to to reach it. I'm not trying yeah. to rickroll somebody into yeah, a, yeah. into a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um. All right. Well, let's so, move on. <laughs> on that on that point. Uh, also, uh, before we get to our, our forever tragic music deaths that we usually do, uh, it's Pete Townsend's birthday. So shout out Happy Pete Townsend. Happy birthday, Pete Townsend. Guitar Yay. player for The Who, Pete Townsend. Cool. Happy birthday. Uh, Happy birthday. Check out the Rolling Stone interview we did. It's a very Pete Townsend interview. If you ever uh, know Pete Townsend, he gives yeah. these crazy long, like way too like personal interviews all the time where he like just gives a lot. He like <laughs> tells you everything like he thinks about it. And you're like, oh, you didn't hold yeah. back at all. So um, he did that again. <laughs> check it out. It's on uh, their Instagram page. If you go and check yeah. that out, uh, I'm sure we're going to link that article in there so uh yeah check it out and we're also going to link uh the taylor swift article or probably the commencement speech video so uh check that out as well right on um michael who died um well i'll tell you who died uh (laughs) his name is vangelis papathanasiu and he thank you he was was originally um uh, a member of the band aphrodite's child which was like a progressive rock like a greek progressive rock band um, and of course, you know, my heritage and stuff, I always try to look out for Mike's Greek music news. Yeah. Thank you. Ta-da-na. We got to get a bouzouki. It's just like, <laughs> thank you. I, I really, intro. I didn't want to like come up with something and kind of like make it a little too racist. Yeah. So, well, I, it's not, I mean, so I laid off it all. You're good. <laughs> you know, you're good. 
I laid off it all. Mike's Greek news. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I was like, I didn't, I did, no, I did not want to do that. <laughs> I can do that, though, because I'm Greek. So anyway, rest in peace, uh, Vangelis. So not only was he in the band Aphrodite's Child, but he also did a lot of film score work and stuff, too. More, most famously, um, Blade Runner and the 1981 film Chariots of Fire. Um, Dude, you know that movie. Mike's like, I haven't seen that movie. You know that Chariots movie. Chariots of Fire? Yeah, man. It's like about like dudes running, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. I know the Running Man. Running. <laughs> I, know. I think it's it's Maybe. it's a historical drama directed by, written by uh, what is it about two Olympic athletes who runs for the glory of God. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a I think it's literally a movie about two dudes in the Olympics. They're like we're running. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that movie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but anyway I think the scene onward. that you were talking to me about afterwards about like Rocky that like Rocky the end of Rocky 3 on the beach yeah I'm almost positive like that scene is referencing that mm. that movie that mo- there's a like there's like a beach running scene yeah Chariots of Fire is like 1981 yeah oh, it's sure. 81 yeah. yeah so oh. interesting either way yeah so, rest in peace either way rest in peace um, you know yeah so it is, you know. That was our little upfront. Yeah. What are we gonna get into, Mike? We're gonna get into something, but before we do, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll come back. And DMX is gonna tell and you. And DMX is gonna tell you where the hood's at. Earl. He's gonna tell you where the hood's at. Yes. Earl Simmons. Yeah, we'll be right back. Most of us, i.e. comedians, treat open mics as a necessary evil. But not Silas P. Every week, Silas talks to a veteran of the sights, sounds, and smells of the Philly open mic scene, sharing stories of momentary triumph and lingering failure with enough shit talk sprinkled in to make you listen to hear your name. I'm like 35% sure that I'm in there. So pay attention, hang out in the room, and maybe you'll learn why you got bumped on the launching pod. All right, everyone, welcome back to Get in the Garage. It's a music podcast. For music lovers. That's right. So, on to the main event. Um, We were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame not too long ago, and Mm. DMX's name came up because we were talking about, like, Eminem getting chosen over a tribe called Quest and like what does that mean and you know is that right. like uh, is that like a yeah. legit kind of thing and Jeff funny enough brought up DMX because he was just like think about it man like the the um the records that he set with album sales and all that was just incredible but yeah for all his first five albums debuted at number one on the mm-hmm. Billboard 200 and the first two in 1998. Both in one year, right? In one in calendar one year. year. It's the yeah. only album. It's the only artist yeah. that has had two number one albums in one calendar year. Which is, I think. I don't think that's ever going to be topped again. No. <laughs> that's like no, a time no, no, and place, no. like a record yeah, sale yeah. thing. It's like, come. It's. I don't think anyone's going to come close. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> born Earl Simmons, uh, December 18th, 1970. Um, DMX. There was, there's some sort of like, I don't know if it's like the DMX mythology or something like that, but like nobody really knows where he was born for some reason. I couldn't find that, but he famously is from Yonkers, New York. Yes, sir. Um, pretty much raised there. Um, his father had left. He was raised by his mother. His mother was very, very abusive and like not a very loving mm-hmm. woman to him. And 
he was very angry and yeah. <laughs> no, to no big surprise because I mean you listen to his music yeah. and it's like the angriest fucking rap music I've ever heard in my life yeah his song Slippin' yeah you know, Slippin' I mean that's like one of the kind of songs you could he like brings yeah. it out and talks about it and yeah man so you know as the story goes he started at around 14 he was actually like a really good beatboxer and then he started expanding into hip hop and learning how to rhyme and all that stuff i guess he ended up going to he would like make like tapes of in like selma street of like he would like be rapping over people's like beats mm. you'd be like i know this song and he would just be like take the beat like take off the vocal like loop the shit and just like put his own shit on top of it what do you yeah and like oh, that's shit. how and he would sell them on the corner as like mixtapes oh, like, this is me and then it would just be like somebody else's like shit yeah but like he's rapping on top of it and like doing it like way dirtier than like other people would like yeah have ever you know what i mean yeah and he unfortunately had you know addiction issues and stuff like that and yeah. uh he was also you know, um, I guess a thief would that be the correct? Term? He would he would steal like he would steal yeah, from people. Yeah, you know, yeah, crackhead tendencies. That's what I'm saying. He had, when you know, and he he did what he felt like he had to do. You know, but, what can you do? But um, he ended up coming to rap and released the first two albums. It's dark and hell is hot yeah. and flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. blood, blood. Yeah. 1998. And I was trying to th- I was thinking about it right, and like what else was happening in 98? Like. Because I'm trying to think, and like, as I had seen, I I watched uh, sort of a documentary about it, about DMX, separate from this specific film, right? And um, like, it was showing like, you know, rappers at this point had made it. So like, Puffy was rapping about like private jets and oh, drinking yeah. champagne and all this stuff, and then DMX comes out in 1998, and yeah. it's just right back to like that dark, yeah. brooding. Yeah. angry wild kind of it's reminiscent of like yeah. you know that's because everybody was tired of everything that you know everybody yeah. else was doing because everybody was doing the same type of music yeah especially being from the city yeah you know what i mean and he brought out that gritty mm-hmm. you know that gritty music and like everybody everybody from like florida to atlanta to you yeah. know especially new york like they love dmx yeah man like he's people sleep on dmx sometimes and it's Dude, it's sad. Speaking to the the grittiness of it, in like the immediateness of it, like the beats on some of these things are like clipped, like the bass is clipped and stuff. Like it, the beats aren't like high def by any yeah. any means. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it is like really bare bones stuff. But what's happening is TMX is so raw and to the point. It the, yeah. you don't you're not even hearing the beat. Most you're just of the listening time. to him shout at you. Yes, yeah. because he's <laughs> yeah. like like. Like, I mean, even, like, you know, like, a lot of the songs are, like, ho- like midi horns going, right. like, like, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, like, mm. he's singing over, like, a midi horn line, yeah. which, like, isn't that hard. Like, mm. let's be straight. And yeah. He'll make it the hardest yeah. shit yeah, you've right. ever heard. And you're just like, damn, man. It's <laughs> yeah. gritty. It's raw. And he makes, like, those, like, those tracks, like. They pop in mm-hmm. like a different way, like no, like the production on them is so like kind of like it's got I think like a little bit like you were saying like the Atlanta kind of yeah, like ness yeah. of it, but it's also his style is so too New York, yeah, and yeah, yeah, pretty and you know, yeah, he can it's, switch up on anything, honestly. Like, yeah. have you ever seen him do uh the uh 
Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Bro, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it kind of became a meme, but you watch it. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. like, like, he killed this. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and he's DMX. He's funny. Like, yeah. he's just a funny guy. So just... <laughs> right, and like... I said, that's a red Vixen. When he starts doing that, I'm like, who gives it? Like, who cares? Like, the be on the day. Yeah. But then it gets like... He gets into it, and you're like, man, Rudolph, you're like, Rudolph's hard as fuck right now. Yeah, so. right, like Rudolph, <laughs> like, like, Rudolph like, you're like, damn, this Rudolph was from the streets. This Yo, was, this like, is at, the like at Christmas, when my kids come downstairs and go, <laughs> yeah, that's right. what I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing that. Like, come oh, on, yeah. come on. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's not, you can't even deny it. And it's sad, because it kind of became a meme, you know, kind of thing. It's but that it's same like, shit. I was, it's that same shit I was talking about last week. There's a video of Biz Marquee. Earnestly doing Benny and the Jets. Rest in peace. Yeah, like yeah a, another one, man. And uh, he's earnestly singing Benny and the Jets, the Elton John song. Mm. The, but he does the whole thing and his like whacked out voice. He's like Benny and the Jets. Yeah. Like, and it's just like you're like, what the fuck, man? You're, yeah. you're like, man, it's fucking. He put he puts like what he puts a lot of soul in it. Yeah, yeah. it's like it doesn't yeah. even matter that it's yeah. yeah. But um, the real like we we want to talk about DMX because. Phil's like, let's talk DMX. Let's bring it to the table. He's a classic artist. Yeah, you know, much respect, and yeah. we want to like bring it and, uh, you know, sing the praises. But um, what we really wanted to like focus it around too was really kind of showing DMX in another kind of light of, as like a classic great artist. And Definitely. around that, we wanted to talk about the uh, documentary DMX, Don't Try to Understand. Um, yep. It was released on HBO uh, November 25th of last year, uh, 2021. And um, crazy. yeah, man, this documentary was like, it was, if you aren't, if you are like into this podcast right now and you aren't a DMX fan because you might have some preconceived notions about who DMX is yeah. or what DMX did, you should watch this podcast. Uh, not this podcast. You should watch this documentary. I'm sorry. Yeah. There is also an accompanying podcast. Oh, is there? Yeah. I will just have to one, check that it's out. One, it's on HBO. It's under the special features if yeah. you scroll down a little mm. bit. Like that's associated to this. But yeah, also worth the watch. Um, But yeah, like. It'll it'll definitely give you another view of the man because yeah. like we and I'm gonna say this take a lot of rock stars, uh you know the guitar wielding guys mm-hmm. and we give them a lot of slack for like who they were as people uh, if their art was kind of you know yeah. DMX is a great artist a complicated man in this documentary is we're gonna get into it but yeah. like it sh- it showed why his it like it added so much context so like mm-hmm. yeah. i mean let's let's get into it like yeah you know dmx is a classic artist all of his uh five first five releases go to number one yeah um, no question this documentary starts no question with dmx getting out of jail so like yeah know, yeah, because I think he was in jail for, I, I don't think it was that long, but he was in for like was tax he, evasion, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, which I know he had some tax problems. I can kind of, yeah. I can speak to that a little bit. If anyone's familiar with uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaia from uh, Arizona, who uh, Trump pardoned, I don't agree with his politics or how he treats inmates or prisoners at all. If you ask me, he was kind of a uh, piece of shit. Yeah. Um, uh, but he's famous for being a real asshole and, mm-hmm. um, you know, very divisive, but um, he kind of uh, bullied DMX and where DMX mm-hmm. lived um, out in Arizona and really started um, what would kind of, and there's a Rolling Stone article about it too and check that out it's mm. called uh, DMX meets the the devil in Arizona or something mm, like really? that Okay. and uh, I highly recommend it check it out because it details like how he because you're like how did he get, how did this dude that's like 
you know, got out of the hood. Yeah. Yeah. What and, is and happening? Yeah, yeah. And so what's happening is DMX is going on tour. They go to the house. The guy that was supposed to check the dogs doesn't check the dogs. Dogs look a little under sick. You know, animal abuse charges. Mm-hmm. We find some weed. There's guns. Da, 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 Right. So we get in that situation. So basically, DMX doesn't have a driver's license. You shouldn't drive without a license. But DMX leaves to go to the store, pulled over. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Da, da, da. Ticket. It, it was like. Targeted. Yeah. Like really targeted. 100%. Um, you know, DMX probably should have had some other people around him getting his stuff together, but yeah. that's what really uh, leads into all of these. Then um, DMX has a lot of children. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's what I think I read fifteen at this 15? point. Yeah, I was gonna say fourteen um, or fifteen. I think, yeah. he has a, that, yeah. I think it's eleven mothers, something like that. Yeah, it's fifth. Yeah, it's fifteen children from eleven. No judge. Um, you know, our man Bob Marley. Yeah, he was so. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. He, <laughs> What are you going to do? Um, but like, um, so because he had all of these um, people coming after him for child support, mm-hmm. um, that's where you get the tax evasion going on because yeah. he was struggling to live uh, in and out of prison, hard to get money, didn't have yeah. a bank account. Yeah. Um, and really is um, the story of harassment, uh, you know, is like kind of crazy because we're like, how does this very successful person get harassed like this? Um People of color are harassed like this around our country um, on a daily basis. And the story of DMX is the story of almost uh, like tons of people in our country on a daily basis. Like the no bank accounts, the harassment by the police, the can't get, can't seem to get it together. So this documentary um, shows humanity to that. So. I think sorry, so. Sorry, yeah. I like kind of like spoke. No, like, that was I good. Right, I went, I went deep because man, I'm like, how does this happen to this dude? Yeah, because he's it's basically like he's just he's a celebrity, but he's 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 famous. He's he's more to like he's just famous, but he's normal. Yeah, like, he's normal like us. Like he yeah probably like EBT and you know shit like that. Like yeah. uh, like an ODB. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like right, an right, ODB. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like just living the gritty life. Shit's rough. Everything's handled yeah. at once, and, and even with success, and it's, it's hard just, to keep up with that. Like yeah. you said, like it's hard to keep up with that shit. Like yeah. especially with the kids and people wanting money from you all around you, mm-hmm. and you gotta, man. Yeah, uh, and like so, this documentary, man. Like speaking of, like he's he's like me and you. He like DMX says in the songs, "I can go to the projects," and you know, at, you ask people when's the last time you see DMX? Oh, he's here. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. So in that he's talking to people outside, giving um, mentoring, yeah, like spiritual, um, like get, you know, preaching. And he's not dumb. No, no. and he's, he's 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 reciting Bible verses. Yeah. You know, he gets at the first scene. He's getting out of jail, and they're driving him home, and it's in a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's just he's he's you know they're asking what he did, and he goes, "Well, I read the Bible again." And you're like, "Yeah, you did." Yeah. and it's like he. He's a struggling person, a man of faith. He's he's like mm-hmm. in the, the things he's saying to the people outside. He's not like he, he's not like I'm DMX. He's like, yeah. you know, you this is how you should come at it with your raps, man. Mm-hmm. This is how you should come at it. He's mm-hmm. like, I, he's like, oh man, that happened to me too. Like I, my mom didn't, you know, wasn't the best to me, man. That's and like, yeah. and people, you know, just are resonating with him so hard, man. Yeah, 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 man. It made me so sad to watch it. Dude, I was so sad for DMX. No, yeah, <laughs> like, man, because he's he went he went through a lot of shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was like nobody couldn't see it. 
Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like nobody seen it. All they seen was like, why are you fucking up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude. You're a DMX. Why are you fucking up? It's like, he's Earl. Like, he's not just. Right. To him, you're D- he's DMX, but like. He's See, normal, bro. Yeah. And then, like, for me, man. All right. So, like, I'm like as milk toast white boys that come. So, like, for me, I'm like, <laughs> what is up with DMX, man? Like, and I'm watching this documentary, and the people that are talking to him on, like, his people, they're, they're not asking him, man, what happened to you? They're mm-hmm. going, how are you doing, man? Yeah. So, like, in that conversation, too, where you're like, they, you don't have to ask. They right. know, you know what I mean? Right, and yeah, that's right. like, you want to talk man of the people? Like, whew, that dog, like, yeah. the flag waver. Like that that dude that's waving the flag. Do you guys oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, he's he, well, he's yeah, he's sweeping the. Well, the guy they talked to was he's sweeping the street. Yeah, and like the guys like talking, the guy waving the flag down the streets like talking shit on DMX. Like he ain't nothing anymore. He ain't nothing. That, yeah. You know, he ain't like that yeah. anymore. He's and the guy is like, let me tell you about DMX. Yeah, man. He's like, I went to prison in 1984 and I came out in 2014. He's like, as far as I'm concerned, that man's a fucking prophet. Yeah. <laughs> he's like that dude. That dude got me through prison. Yeah, facts. You know. You know. Yeah, like I. Not to uh, go off track, but like no, please. when I go on, um, like if I'm on Facebook mm-hmm. and I see like uh, like people uh, like viral uh, posts going through like mm-hmm. uh, DMX videos, yeah, I like go through comments and you see so many people saying like how how did he, how he saved them, yeah, you know what I mean, and how yeah. like when he they grew up like his albums like kept them from doing like committing suicide and all like all this yeah. other stuff and it's crazy yeah it's crazy because these are just random people around the world yeah and that's like wow and but he was going through his own thing too you know yeah and like it's in his music man like he is the music is one he's got a lot of like you know it's he did that's the party anthems you know what i mean he's yeah. got those kind of things but he's also even in those there's still like positive messages of i've been mm-hmm. there or like you know ne- there's ne- there's a lot of negative but the negative is like yeah man like it's just you know like you're going through it and we're gonna get through it and then yeah. like there's the positive like if you want like there's like jesus in your life mm-hmm. you can like latch onto that and like trust me because i've been in my darkest and that's how you get out of it and yeah. it's like that message resonates with people on so many levels it's in all Facts. the songs man it's like the dude in the music video it's like anybody that has any and like like let's talk about like the people in that documentary, mm-hmm. man, like those autograph seekers. He's like, I've been trying to get your autograph for ten yeah. years, man. And he's like, I don't care. And <laughs> and then like he is with that dude who's like an extra, I think, in the music yeah. video. And he they start rapping together. Cause he's like, Man, I know you and you're almost like when it starts, he's like sitting behind DMX on like mm-hmm. the stoop. And when he starts, like, talking, you almost think, like, this guy fucking, like, is trying to, like, butter DMX up, like, behind him. Mm -hmm. And then he keeps talking. He keeps talking to DMX. And DMX is listening and listening. And he's like, oh, okay, you're real deal. And then by the end of it, they're rapping DMX lyrics to each other. DMX is going with him. And, like, he's like, that song, like, got me through it, man. That got me through Mm -hmm. it. They cry. They're in hugs. And everyone around is like, what did what just happened like like, and dmx does this time and time and time he's giving so much of himself that like no other artist was like yeah i'm telling you man like you bringing dmx to the table for me i'm like was like i don't know dmx and i'm what i'm thinking is like dmx i don't know dmx is like one of the fucking greatest artists 
yeah. I think that's ever existed yeah. solely for how he connected with the people. Mm-hmm. That's fucking art, man. Those people are moved. Yeah. They're not the same people. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. He His fans are that different, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like you said, he's a, I mean, he's a star. Yeah. He's, a, he's sad, man. It is sad, oh, man, because he got, like, uh, another, I was watching, because, you know, I went down the rabbit hole, and like I I was saying I saw another documentary, and he, from what I gathered, man, like he had hardcore imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like in other words, he's just like, why me? Like I'm not, like I'm nobody. You know what I mean? Like right, he, right. he was always in that like place of crisis where he's like, why was I the one that was selected to do this giant thing? Because I mean, it's listen, man. There are there are artists, right? That like try really hard and they struggle, and you know they they have some breakthrough and they have a couple of classic songs and blah blah blah. This dude had fucking number one album after yeah. number one album consistently for five fucking albums. That's a what the fuck? Yeah, man. Uh, you know what I mean? Accomplishment for a dude who's just like I don't. Uh, okay, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? He's I'm like, thank you. Music, like, but yeah, <laughs> you know. They were saying that when he went in, I forget who the CEO of Def Jam at the time was, but um, oh, what's his name? Who's that DJ? Is uh, Irv Gotti? He was part of Rough Riders, right? It was Irv Gotti, wasn't it? Irv Gotti, uh, he's Murder Inc. He's Murder Inc. Yeah, he's like Ja Rule and all that. Uh, I think. It oh, might... you, oh, you're talking about Swiss Beats. Oh, it's Swiss, uh, is it Swiss Beats? Uh, yeah, because yeah, he... I know he worked with Swiss Beats too, but I was trying to think of who was in Rough Riders originally. Uh, I thought Irv it... Gotti was one of them. We have, these are the presidents of Jeff, Def Jam. We have this nice list right oh, here. Oh, that. Um, is that what you're looking for? Are you looking no, for? No, I was looking for something else. But either way, okay. So right before DMX goes into Def Jam to basically audition for Def Jam because nobody wanted to pick him up. He was mm. too raw. Every Diddy was doing this shit with yeah. champagne bottles and stuff. You know what I mean? That's what <laughs> fucking rap was at that point. It was like the the, the cold, hard fucking like infamous Mob Deep days are behind us. Yeah. We're we're sipping champagne and wearing yeah. Gucci sweaters now. You know what I mean? Money. The Cristal right. years. It it the Cristal. Yeah, it was like the very beginning of like the Cristal years. Yeah, the, the MTV Cribs is only a few years away. You know what I mean? We're almost there. Um. So nobody wanted to touch him, but I guess so. Like right before that, he gets, ah, I forget what happens. He gets mistaken for being somebody else and he gets the shit kicked out of him. These mm. dudes, like five dudes jump him and beat the fuck out of him, right? Where it's the point where he's almost dead. He had, His like jaw was wired shut. He was held up in the hospital for a while. He was finally um, out of uh, the hospital and they're like, yo, here's your shot. Like, let's do it. So he goes into a studio, dude, and he's rapping with his with his jaw wired shut. And the um, the president of Def Jam at the time was like, you could hear wires breaking while he's rapping. You can hear them just like popping because he was like so aggressively going at it that he started just ripping the his jaw open from it Jesus. being wired shut. And then he was just like, this is our guy. We're sign- we're signing him today. Like this is a fucking done deal. He is great. He's like better. incredible. You know. I mean, it made uh, when I heard that naturally, I thought of Kanye because Kanye did the right. the jaw. Right. Being wired shut thing, but when I heard that, Fifty Cent did it. But when I heard that, I'm like, oh, he might be the. They talked about that you know on Rogan I mean? today. Did they? <laughs> yeah, Burt Kreischer was like, "Yo, man, you gotta watch that Kanye West documentary." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he talks about through the wire, man. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I still haven't watched that yet. No, no, I still haven't. Watched I haven't watched it yet. that either. I just, but I was what? like, I heard so when about it came it out. Today, Phil was, was like, like, "You have to watch it." I'm like, I know, I know, Dude, and I just said, haven't. Fucking they said it was dope because like he's like either they were like. Um, nobody was fucking videotaping themselves then. And no. Kanye's just walking around, like, videotaping and then saying 
everything he was going to do, and then he was like, I'm going to do this, yeah. and then that. And then everyone's like, all right, dude. And then he's just like, and you're like, oh, my God, you fucking did it. I'm telling you, watch it. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, like, that's how, what it. it's like. And he's videotaping the whole thing, and nobody, everybody's like, why are you videotaping yeah. this shit? And he's yeah. just like. It's, it's sort of like how see. the DMX thing is, mm-hmm. it, but it, like, obviously he's younger. But it's crazy because, like you said, back then, nobody was recording like that. You know what I mean? So it's like you don't really get footage from, you know, back in the, uh, like, 2000s and 90s and shit like that. You're watching, like, I mean, genius Kanye West, man. Right. And that's what I mean. You're watching it it while it's happening. Right. Like, in real time. So you get to see where these albums come from in that that documentary. So, yeah, definitely watch that if you have not watched it. Yeah, that's on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. I don't even have to get another streaming service. I'm fucking in, <laughs> dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> fucking in. I only have HBO because I have your HBO. I traded him for my Disney Plus though, so really? it's an even trade. I was like, I I'll give it. you Disney Plus if you if I can get HBO. I got everything. Like, right. Let me know. I got yeah. Hulu, all that. Um, but yeah, it's like so. Speaking to maybe like first experiences, like what was your what was your first experience like? Is DMX that kind of artist where you remember where you were and what you were doing, or was DMX just always there? Because I have bands and artists that like have just always been, right? And then ones where I'm like, okay, this is a thing right now, right? So I mean, with DMX was like obviously, um, the the song, the first song he made was with uh, Sheik Luch, mm-hmm. um, you know. But um, when I first heard him was obviously during the summer. Can't remember the year. Well, year he came out, but he came out with a, uh, the Rough Riders anthem. Okay, Rough that's... Riders anthem. When I tell you that yeah, shook New York. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. That summer, well, at least for like two summers, that song. Yeah, that would have been crazy. that would have been 1998. That's the first crazy. track on the first album. Well, there's an intro track, yeah. but the first song song is the Rough Riders anthem. Yeah, bro, that that song went crazy. So yeah, that that that's that brought that brought DMX to life for me. And yeah. From there was me just doing my own research and yeah, you know. So I mean, I was I was born in '92. So by the time I like that came, I heard that, and then I was just researching shit. Yeah. I was hooked, bro. Like, yeah. You know, early. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. I had a cousin who had flesh in my flesh, blood of my blood. And I would like be playing like N sixty four and shit or whatever it was or my PlayStation or something, and that was one of the CDs that he had, man, and that that was my first experience of DMX, and like I was like, this guy is just on some other shit right now. Yeah. He has one song where, uh, at the end of um, of that record, uh, "Ready to Meet Him." That song where he's like arguing oh. with God, yeah, and he's like, God, he like <laughs> he he speaks to himself through the voice of God. Yeah. He's like. Thou shalt not kill. He's like, but what if he's trying to kill me? Like, thou shalt not steal. But what if he stole from me? He's yeah. like, thou shalt not use my name in vain. You know, he does the thing, and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> Yo, he's he's different. But like Kanye, he talks about you know Kanye does the God thing, but you got to think about DMX did it yeah, before man. anybody was right. doing it. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. just talking about it. Like back then, nobody was right rapping about God and and it was so dark in God. too. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's it was it was like. It, like I don't know, because Kanye has this sort of gospelish thing about him, mm-hmm. but DMX has this sort of like pick up your cross and walk thing about him. Right? You know what I mean? Like he, that he's like he's trudging through right. the muck and, and he's bringing you with him. Yeah, and that, and then the difference between them two is like Kanye got the gospel from his upbringing and then his mom yeah. and dad. You know what I mean? Like and um, where DMX is, 
he looked he found God through his struggles. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. Yeah. yeah, man. Even his even his initial introduction dude, that, to no, faith. That's, that's the point, dude. That's he, the point, though. Because like, yeah. yeah. Even his introduction Crazy. to the faith, his mother was hardcore Jehovah's Witness. And, you know, they have a very, very strict set of rules and, right. you know, and stuff like that. Like, and his, so another, but it was a bad experience for DMX. Mm-hmm. So his, his faith itself was really shattered at such a young age with just his, like his, the faith being attached to his mother and his mother being this very abusive and like unloving sort of mm-hmm. mother figure. Like she rejected him and he, he would confide in his grandmother. His grandmother basically was like where he found his love and all that. Yeah. It's usually how it goes. So to like to come to, but for it to come back around full circle, and right. him to like rediscover his faith in his Christianity, and then have it become such an integral part of who he was, mm-hmm. is such a great. You know what I mean? He had to he had to reject it to refine it to right. come back to it, right. and it like it's so. Oh yeah, my it's, god, it, man! It's so passionate, you know. Yeah, and you you hear him talk, and you you you're like. <sighs> he's it's captivating if you're like if you're if that's your bread and butter if like if jesus is your thing man it's you know my thing it's 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 captivating man yeah. and it's it's like it's like you know and you it kind of strikes me as like it's heavy but like that's the dmx is the kind of person like jesus would have hung out with it's that's like yeah yeah you know yeah. like that's kind of like the bottom line of it and like yeah. and the rap like rap's got this whole all these like you know connotations about it and all this all the shit that's all the stuff on it and then you know that documentary dmx is starting the show and ending the show with a prayer Facts, and, and yeah. everybody in the room is in tune is into it yeah and nobody in that room is going to church but in that moment dmx Facts. is like this let is us a, pray this is a church <laughs> And then like it, it yeah. starts off, and then it, and then he's like, "All right, Rough Riders anthem." Right. And then the room's like, <laughs> "Right." Oh, and you're just like, "What the fuck just happened? Did DMX just say a prayer to Jesus and then fucking rip into Rough Riders anthem and start barking?" And it's yeah. just like, "Yes, man." And like both of those things, that's DMX in a nutshell. Yeah. It's like that whole thing yeah. is his bread and butter. It's the great artistry. It's the yin and yang of it all. But like. Yeah. Yeah, Man. That, and that shows you how uh, much in tune, you know, because I look at it like when he does that, that whole prayer with his, uh, you know, with the fans and everything, mm-hmm. that shows you he cares about his fans more. Because usually artists, if you see like documentaries or behind the scenes, they'll do that prayer stuff behind before yeah. they go on stage. Right. Right, dude. You know with, like, what I mean? the crew and they're like, right. they're like they're all hands. right, everybody. Right. Like, let's you know what I mean? Get let's get this. Show. So he'll bring that shit to the stage. Mm-hmm. And it's more like, let me do this with my fans and interact with everybody else. That's how I, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Dude, you know? that's where it's that you're, so, dude, you're picking it up, man. That shit's where it's at, it's, though, because you're right. He's not selfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, out of every, like, all he's been through, he's not, still not selfish. Like, yeah. somebody like him should be fucking selfish. Yeah, yeah like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That would, and you're right, man. Like, watching that shit was like the main, like, focus you go away with is like, he was never like, why me? He was always just like, all right. Roll with the punches. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was never like, why me? Why me? It's Facts. like, it's the end of the documentary, man. Where he's having that sweet ass moment, and they're sitting in the kitchen, and you're just like, and they're singing that. Um, uh, what song is it? Uh, uh, you said it's uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald is yeah, yeah. But uh, dude, it's amazing, and it's just like he's soaking up the moment. Yeah, everybody in the room is so, and and then somebody in the room's like, say, like kind of doing something. And he goes, that can wait. Yeah, he's like, 
bring it in. Just yeah. feel the vibe. Yeah, feel the vibe. Yeah. Sit in the song for a second. And you're right. That's what he does with his audience too. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna bring you here, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna bring you here. Mm-hmm. And they like, and they don't know. You know what I mean? It's the work of a great preacher, man. Yeah, it's man. like yeah. It's, it's, he he had aspirations of becoming a minister. Yeah. Like, that's like what he really wanted to do. Yeah, that'd have been great. Right. I will. I, bro, if he opened up his own church, I'm I'm there. The gospel according to X, man. Let's I'm, fucking I'm get moving it. to wherever state in Arizona, wherever he want to go. Yeah, I'm, bro. dude. But like yeah. you, like bringing this to the table, man. Like, dude, it just like elevated my thoughts on DMX, and it just like it blows my mind. Like you know, yeah. me, man. Like what I the beginning like my if you want to know like where my like beginning of dmx comes on it's like uh i remember uh uh up in here uh that yeah that, that mm-hmm. tune that was song on the radio man i remember my pops being like my pop it came on the radio and my my pops works my my dad was a ceo so he was <laughs> <laughs> so he'd been hearing this shit because it was blowing up yeah. so it must have been blowing up in there too oh yeah oh right and my dad's like clicks it he's like you know what the song is about and i'm like what he's like he's like he can't live in here or in there he can't live anywhere and he's like up in there is prison and up in there is is the streets he's like he's like anywhere it's like that's what that and my dad's like he's like i can't listen to that shit (laughs) he must have been hearing that shit 24 you know what i mean yeah it was dope well, that's a great thing I love about his music too, is that like it's so anthemic. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he has the rawness and all of that stuff, but his hooks are great, yeah. amazing hooks. The beats are great too. Like you said, it's kind of like these midi horns, and it's kind of like I would say if there's any part about it, uh, his music that sounds a touch dated, it's the samples. But it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Like because I, it's just you're like. Dude. All I remember is looking at that mm-hmm. album and seeing him covered in blood, and it's like a t- nine-year-old me being yeah. like, "This man scares the shit out of me." <laughs> and then I listen to it, and I'm just like, "What? Like yeah. this is real? Like you know?" Because I, it's funny that song, "Ready to Meet Him," I connected with so much, and and it's from an interesting place in the way that it's just like, okay, yeah, man, I grew up in fucking Griswold, Connecticut. I am like, I grew up next to farms and not a whole lot going on. You know what I'm saying? So I can't be like, oh, I know what DMX is talking about. But there's this quality that he has in his music, especially ones that are more spiritual and religiously oriented and stuff too, because I kind of had a bad experience with religion at one point. And to hear that he... I, I, I find a lot of mirroring uh, with him and I at the very least on like a spiritual sense right. where like there was a, a sort of a religious background there that I kind of that kind of soured for me and I kind of rejected it. And but then I kind of came back around to mm. it. And now it's from a different set of eyes. It's so much more beautiful right. And, right. and such a great thing. Yeah. So like I just love that, man. I love <sighs> Yeah, he connected with his own. That. That's, but to see that shows he connected with everybody differently. Right. Not so much like because not like I said, back to the comments in the face. Not everybody that I seen that comment look like they're from the streets. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So right. I mean, There's Bill in Minnesota real, who's yeah. just like, man, this hard. This no, hard, real you know? shit. Like you see, like I've seen plenty of white people under them comments, and yeah. they're like, yo, bro. Like I've seen Asians on them comments. Like, yeah, I listen to your shit, bro. Yeah. Uh, rough times I was a teenager such and such, such and yeah. you know it's all different ways being homeless yeah you could connect to it 
Yeah. You know, like yeah, man. being broke. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's crazy with him too, man. Is like if you think about all the money that he made and he was just still kind of broke yeah. the whole time, you're like, Look what? Look at his jewelry. Look at the yeah. jewelry. The same jewelry he had before he died <laughs> yeah. looked like the same jewelry he had yeah. when he was in the Rough Riders Anthem uh, yep. video. Yep. And he's like, it was always just like the, just, the choke dog collar. All of that, just a yeah. regular like little. Dude, that chunky chain he's fucking... wearing on Woodstock '99. Yeah, it fucking keeps hitting him and in the I face. Just oh, love... yeah, he just takes it off and he's holding it. Yeah, he's like a dog. He's he he's like that's what he's like. Damn it, he's like a dog. So yeah. the dog has like a pit bull has them <laughs> yeah. hefty you know collars and that's yep. what he considered himself as like you know this gritty fucking pit bull. Yeah, dude, and he loves his pit bulls. And the the talk to like. You know the brokenness, man. Like the the music. Like we, you know, we talked about it a lot. Like, but the music industry has like a crazy way. We have a crazy way of chewing of chewing people up and then like spitting them out. And um, if you watch this documentary, man, you're gonna be. The, he is a Amy Winehouse of the world. He's yeah. a Britney Spears of the world, a Brian Wilson of the world. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. using abuse. Yeah, man. And it's you just know? like yeah. that story. He's like the another Amy Winehouse, man, where you you look at it and you're like, this specifically didn't need to happen, but like here we are. Right. Yeah. And now we're talking like rest in peace DMX and right. it sucks because like so we, man, yeah. it could have been like could have been different. Could've yeah, because I think if he's I think if he stayed alive I don't think we got the best of DMX, man. No, I think right. That's what I, mean. I think DMX's second act would have been like you know probably Facts. more like on that on the God Squad, but like you know it's not. Yeah. It, but like, bro, you know, saving your life and freaking you know talking yeah. about God and it, that's heavy. But like, dude, yeah. it's great, you know. Yeah. So shit's crazy, man. That's, yeah. uh, like a like it's. I hate it because I like I when you usually that shit happens like overnight. So when you wake up. And then you read, like, you open your yeah. phone and you see this shit, and it's like DMX died. Yeah. Yeah. And you go to different media outlets, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, like you hope fuck? it's like a weird fake report or yeah. some shit like, like that. I always do. So I was like, what the fuck? I man? know. Yeah, man. Not him. I'm not like a DMX, like, before, like, doing this prep on this podcast, I'm not a DMX fan. I watched that documentary, man. I'm bawling. Multiple times I'm crying. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe this, man. Yeah. And then like, I'm putting, you know, I'm listening to the music, and that then the music's like, it's got context because I know, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like you you know Earl, man. Like, right. yeah. you know the bar he hangs out at. You yeah. know his Subway sandwich order. Facts. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. you know what I mean. Yeah, right. He tells the cameraman, in depth, yeah, dude, the that cameraman. Like, I read a thing with him afterwards, and he's like. Do you know how many times I had to order that Subway sandwich? He's like, I put it in the film for a reason. Yeah. He's like, I had to go order that Subway sandwich so many fucking times. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this because he's like, it's the same one. You got it? He's like in the bar and he's telling them that Subway's there. He's like, yeah. that's like one of the first times he does it. He's like, mm-hmm. all right. He checks it. When he gets back, he's like, yep, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I love that. When you see him open yeah, it and he yeah, looks at it, he's it. like, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes into it. Like, dude, but like that's- You appreciate his life. Dude, but that's it yeah. though. And he's like, man, we went to, he's like filming that documentary. The director's like, I went to so many Dave and busters i went to so many uh, texas roadhouses yeah and like, man like i don't know it's just like i i love him i fell in love with him like the music now yeah dude, fucking, i'm a dmx fan it makes it 10 times better yeah. 10 times better that's why i was like yeah when you said like oh they have the documentary i'm like what yeah all right say less and it came at the it came at the perfect time right like, you know what i mean yeah because that's like the last thing we have of yeah him. 
Yeah. That and then the um the drink champs. Yeah, the drink champs. Um they have a YouTube uh oh, channel yeah. and I, then I know what drink champs is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I and it's a long one, man. It's it's two hours yeah, two, and yeah. like thirty nine minutes, forty minutes long. So it's like yeah. It's a great, great yeah, last yeah. sort of thing because they, they, they hit him with like quick things, to just like Nasir Jay Z. He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah the well, question, no, yeah. if you like had to pick one, he's just like, both of them, both of them, both of them. <laughs> you know, and he's like kind of grumbling through the whole thing, and you can hear him like breathing. Yeah, <laughs> you can hear that. Like you hear him exhaling and shit. That's it's that DMX man. That's <sighs> that. But he's just so great, man. I'll watch he's that so again great. tonight. Yeah, it's yeah. just fan. It is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love real quick to just cite some scenes. Yeah, like some highlight scenes. Um there's one I don't think you talked about it yet, but there's one where it's the guy from Live Nation is backstage with him mm. right before he's about to go on stage. And he's just like, Come on, Dean, like hey man, like, yeah, big fan. He's like, Yep, all right, cool, whatever. And he's like, uh, do you think we could like snap a picture or something like that? And he's just like, I'm in the zone right now. And then they're like, Yo, you're in the zone? He's like, Yeah, man, I'm in the zone right now. Like, we'll do it after. And then and they're like, yeah, but well, uh, uh, the, the, and the guy like sneaks his way over, and he's like, the guy's there's somebody trying to take a picture of yeah. him with a dude from Live Nation. He looks over at his like manager or whoever, and he's just like, you don't listen, do you? I told you no, <laughs> like I told you after, and what happened? You still did it anyway. And the guy's like, well, you know, I mean, like he's this guy from Live Nation. He's like, I don't give a fuck who this guy is. He's like, he's making money. We're making money. Do I owe him anything? No. Fuck it. I said to wait till after. You should have waited until after. And I'm like, I fucking love you, DMX. No. But that's like- you know what, man? Those people. Live Nations and Ticketmasters, they have artists by the fucking balls these mm-hmm. days. And it's so good and refreshing to see DMX be like, yo, fuck you. I don't care that you book Facts. the biggest bands in the fucking world. Eat a dick. I told you to wait and you didn't because yeah. you're a cocky motherfucker. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. But that's why, Excuse like, my language. no, but like, that's the shit where you're like, dude, I love you because it's that autograph seeker. He's like, I've been trying to. Yeah. And he's like, I know who you are. Right. Get out of here, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's And it's the people who are like, who are like, hey, man. You know, I was in jail, blah, blah, blah. I got that record, man, and that song, and the, he says this, and DMX locks into that person yeah. and goes, I'm going to give you the next 20 minutes of my life uninterrupted. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to pray with you. <laughs> but the dude from Ticketmaster, you, who's, you know, fuck you. You haven't looked after me. Right. You let me get in all these shitty situations. Yeah. You could have just been like, uh-uh, this is what we're going to do for you, DMX. We're going to do it because you're making us money. He wasn't a yes man. Yeah, man. And like they they never had his back. The people always had his back, man. Yeah. Like he's a man of the fucking people. And it's yeah. just like that was clear. Yeah, he and wasn't was, with that corporate shit or that industry shit. You and know like that, I mean? that was his success too, which is wild, man. Yeah. That was the wild thing. It had nothing to do with like somebody being like, do you think this song should be a little more da 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 da? No, it all had to do with DMX's vision, the way he knew people, the shit he's like, people want to hear this. You know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah. like, man, yeah, like, that's what it's telling the dude from Ticketmaster to go fuck himself, and then like talking to the dude on the corner for a fucking yep. hour. That was where you were just like, <laughs> like I couldn't fucking believe that. No yeah. other artist. <laughs> Was doing that shit. No yeah. other artist is doing that's that shit. That's what I was trying to think of. Like who who else like stuck around? Because I mean, you look at like okay, Fifty Cent left. You know what I mean? Like but, I think right. I think Prodigy even, from Mob Deep was even, probably one of the only ones that like s- that stayed. Even to say this shit, Did man. He? I don't know. It's not like Prince was out in the streets of Cincinnati <clears throat> talking to kids. Yeah. About achieving their dreams, man. Right. Yeah. Like. Right. 
it just not wasn't happening. Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you don't even you, yeah, because speaking out of being a rap artist, like any artist, you know, like mm-hmm. you saying, like just has not done what he's he's done. Right. Especially being so direct with the fans, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, but he like he he could smell the bullshitters though. That's the right, best thing when right. you see. And that's when he, it came he with the Ticketmaster guy. He was yeah. like, yeah. "You're like you're a fucking leech. Like yeah. you, you know, like get out of yeah. here." And it was a simple request, man. He's just like, "Can we just take the picture afterwards?" Just, yeah, like, but like, and the guy just worms it. his yeah. way yeah. in there and fucking forces him to take the picture. And yep. and you can see DMX like when they actually take the picture, he's like. Just yeah. like staring into the, so it's like that dude played himself anyway, though. Right. It's just like, would you rather have a good picture with DMX or right. a picture well, that bro. you can look at and you go, DMX was really mad at me Aggravated, when we took yeah, this picture? Exactly. You know what I mean, you know? Come and, on, man, and it's in that documentary, and now we're talking about it too. So fucking, Thanks. like fucking, yo, fuck that clown, guy, yeah, right? fuck that guy. Fuck you know, that guy. he's like, yo, a fucking for clown. real, yeah, man. yeah, like he said, you could have fucking waited and yeah, you know, but you told you was yeah the man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. that and so. That shit like that is just like you can't you can't get any more like real you real yeah you can't get any more like in touch with you, the people who you're making the art for yeah. it was too real for the industry too <laughs> real yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well real. said because he definitely you're yeah absolutely right man like yeah. I wish it sucks because I wish like the way he was bringing out music and everything like that like how everybody is now a lot of people are going uh you know unsigned like because of. The YouTube thing and yeah. you know the streaming, like streaming is where is where the money's at. Yeah. So right now you don't, if you have that buzz, like he did, mm-hmm. and he popped. If he would have had that now, yeah, he wouldn't need no Interscope, Def Jam, no. you know, or any of that shit. The internet and his fans would have took care of him. Yeah, because even on streaming services and shit, man, all you have to do is just like be like, I'm a I'm a recording artist and I can right. I can release my stuff independently. Mm-hmm. I pay you however much money it costs a yeah. year to make my music available on your yeah. streaming service. And it's like like I know we know people who are in yeah, bands that are our age that have their music on Spotify. It's yeah. so accessible to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it would I mean, granted I'm pretty sure Def Jam most likely owns the rights to most of like his older music. Yeah. But he could have like we were like, talking, he could have reinvented crazy. himself in an act two move and just had like his own independent shit and just fucking... I heard he got all his shit back. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, Jay Z. I think Jay Z gave I think it Jay-Z to him. Jay Z and uh, Beyonce bought it out. And gave it to him. And gave it to him. Something like that. Really? I yes. Could oh, be that's wrong. Awesome. No, you're right. It, I, yeah. I read that shit. They he got all of like his first five everything that was on Def Jam yeah. before he got off Def Jam. He got all that shit back to Gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. bought it out. It's like a the, couple mil. The mm-hmm. one thing I will say is, and we talked about it for a hot minute. There's a scene where they go in and they're talking at Def Jam, and they're like explaining to him the record deal they want to give him. Facts. That's probably one of my favorite parts. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, all right, DMX. So what we're gonna have you do is we're gonna have well, you. Do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he goes, I want no version. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just give me the fucking paperwork, and I need yeah. to get paid because I have fucking bills to pay, asshole. Facts. And then they take all the fucking money from him. Yo. He's at. The, at the, all right. So. As the story goes, yeah. So he, they're like, all right, well, we're going to have you do a full-length album for Def Jam. He's like, all right. And then they're like, and then we're going to do the Christmas album. And I'm like, <laughs> He's like the Christmas album. I'm like, I, I can I can dig Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But if you're going to like legit put like Frank Sinatra Mariah fucking Carey style shit. shit like, you're gonna do, <laughs> yeah, if you're doing like that, like a, like a, a, a Christmas in fucking hell or something like that. Like DMX <laughs> does Christmas in hell. You know, like it kind of. So I don't know. I, I kind of watched it. I was like, "How are they gonna do this guy like that?" But then I don't know. It was like an interesting. But these are these fucking execs, man. They yeah. sit in these fucking offices yeah. and they go, 
they go, Twisted Sister had a, a Christmas yeah. album. Yeah. Why doesn't DMX? We saw that clip of you doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which we're like talking about as fire. It's cool, yeah. but like, come, you know what but I mean? But it's so much better left off as a once- as a once-off, as a, a throwaway a, thing, a, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, man, it's a moment of, it's a moment. Man. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the record labels. Uh, when they seek you out, they're already playing your, playing your career out. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they come to you and they're like, "This is how your career is gonna go." Yeah, you they know? should. That's how it was with a lot, a lot of artists, though, man. They did it to Aretha Franklin. They did that to, they did that to fucking um, Little Richard. They Little did Richard. that to, I mean, like historically. Yeah, tons of people. It's the get money, here. man. The yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how money. can we market this person and make as money. much money off of them as we can? Because the money they offer, any everybody that's signed a deal has never made no type of money like a record label will offer them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not like, even if you offer somebody a million, yeah, that person, Rita Franklin ain't never seen no million. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if she was to get a million dollar record deal, she ain't never seen no million before that record deal. So right. she got people to feed. Yeah. You know? So it's... Yeah. it's that numbers play a trick on you, man. And there's that thing too. Remember, we were talking about uh, Jewel. Remember, and that episode she was on Rogan, and she yeah. was saying something about how like the the way the record labels do it it's like, is not like they really give you that money. They you take they kind of like they, they give you loan, loan it. Yeah, yeah. Because you like got to pay it back in record. You got to pay it back in record sales. Right. All that shit. Like, so you can't you can't sit there and uh, just make some bullshit. Right. Like you know what I mean. Like. Mind you, uh, Tory Lanez did that. Did he? I think he's like the only one that did. Like he he made one of his last albums for his was to get out the contract, mm-hmm. so he had to make one more album. But he made a bullshit album. Did he? And actually, being a fire album. Did it really? He doesn't like it, but it's very fire. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of like what Dude, he did. You know, t- what I mean? yeah. that's like the, tons of people do that. Like uh, Van Morrison in the '60s, mm-hmm. they were like, "You owe us forty songs," and he was like, "I do." And he went in the studio. He was like, blah, 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 blah. He fucking did that oh, shit. shit. He, on the mic, he's what? like, he's like, that's that song. That song's called <laughs> Beer in Here. And he's like, Beer in Here. I got a beer in here. Yeah. Beer in here. And, and he he's like, like yep. that's Beer in Here. All right, next one. We got Shoe and Glue. And he's just fucking <laughs> Shoe and Glue. Oh, my fuck. God. Dude, he, and these, these guys were like, what the fuck, man? The Rolling Stones, same shit. They were like, you owe us one more single, and you're going to fucking give it to us. And they were like, oh, yeah? So they wrote a song called Cocksucker Blues, and they gave it to them, and they went, that's the song, Cocksucker Blues. And they went, we're good. And they were like, that's what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great song. <laughs> but, like, people are fucked up, man. That's genius yeah. over there. That's one way to fuck over the label. Yeah, Shit. man. Yeah, yeah. So in a, in a grimy world, you gotta play grimy. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I mean. I think that's what it is too. With DMX, it's just like he's so fucking rock and roll. Mm, he is right. rock. He's right. Yeah, that, man. The the spirit of what rock right. and roll really is that is that lives in all great music. I think is that's what DMX has because he's a fucking he's punk rock man. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's wild. He smokes crack. He yeah. fucking releases number one albums like it's nothing. Like, come Yo, on, for but he's, real. But he's so he's so vulnerable and real. He's a man of the people. That's it's all. That's what all of that Literally shit like is, a rock man. Star. It's, he's yeah. a fucking rock star. Literally. He's like a classic rock star in the in the hip hop and rap yeah. arena. That's what that's what shirt sure off. 
yeah, fucking man. water everywhere. You Not know, giving just... a fuck. You know what I mean? He, it's like he was never really like he was never swindled on the snake oil of successes and right. stuff like that. He never really fell to materials and shit. Like we right. said, like he that dude, he was like that dude could have just been buying whatever the fuck he wanted, and he's just like, take oh me yeah, to, take me to Subway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? It's like, but you can eat caviar. He's like, I want that fucking yeah. Subway sandwich. And that shows you the real him, man. Yeah. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Dude. That documentary yeah. is like. Mm-hmm definitely go watch it yeah it's worth a watch for sure it's on hbo like before we end this podcast yes i have a question for you guys okay in the biggie song where he's talking about welches what do you think he's talking about is the welches grape jelly is it welches grape juice grape juice i always thought grape juice oh i heard a lively debate with a mr tom segura comedian and they were like, I heard a lively debate of what the Welch's could be. Welch's T-bone grape. steak, cheese, eggs, and Welch's grape. If you're having eggs, is the grape jelly? Well, I'm thinking, but he never says toast, toast. But the toast, you would put the grape jelly on the toast. But he doesn't cite toast. Grape you're having, juice. But you're having eggs, bacon, you're having steak and eggs. Grape juice. You know, some toast, man. I always thought grape juice, too. I always thought the beverage to go along because, with the meal. Because... Uh, I want to say like grape juice in New York was like a broke man's drink. Hmm. Okay. You feel me? Interesting. That's you know a, what I mean. I always thought grape juice, but the lively debate made me want to ask the question. Yeah, and I don't know. I always interpreted it as the jelly. Why but, do I but always the juice makes sense? Why do I always bring in a wrap food? Yeah. The ethnicity. You know. I wasn't gonna go there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go there. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> Looks like I'm too white to suggest that one. <laughs> You let me know. I'll it's chime like, in. I, uh, <laughs> like you know, like you see this skin, no fucking tan. And this would be, bro. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I'm Spanish. <laughs> shit. He's like, I burn. <laughs> That's just funny. Yeah. Also, this is a uh, second episode where you were. I brought up some kind of food related rap topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we did talk about Biggie before on the last episode with Phil. <laughs> well, we right. talked about. I mean, we got rap snacks. This we, last yeah. episode. Snacks. This yeah. episode, I was like, man, I had this question I wanted to ask you. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great right juice. Okay. So yeah, check it out. Um, DMX, uh, it's on HBO. Um, wonderful, wonderful documentary. Don't yeah, try beautiful. to understand. I've watched it like four times already because yeah. I just like I just want to. I just like I just want to watch DMX. Like I don't know what it if is. You're, even if you got all the way through this podcast and you still don't care about DMX, if you just want a documentary about uh, a human, this DMX could be anybody. And this documentary Fact. is yeah. uh, captivating. So yeah. check it out. Definitely for sure. Man. Check it out. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe comment yes, sir. all that good stuff share follows everything. yeah share all that stuff you can find us on instagram on youtube uh facebook we i started a tiktok i don't know how well, i don't know okay. how it works or what we're gonna do because i'm just an old man who listens to moldy records uh, but we'll right. figure it out yeah <laughs> um run the streams up man yeah also rap snacks come on get at us already yeah and liquid death too yeah liquid oh. death murder your thirst <laughs> Liquid death. Send us some liquid death. Yeah. So I, I just want a couple cans. Yeah. We just want. We just don't. I wanna, really like the lime ones. We nice. don't want to pay for it anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Phil, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. It was great man. having yeah, you. I had dude. a good time. Thanks, we're gonna like have I said, you back. I was nervous before, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, you it get used good. to it. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, once you get warmed up. But yeah, it's uh, weird yeah, how again. you get nervous for nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you're like Yo, nobody's yeah. here, but you're like, oh man. But it could be. It's it's gonna be somebody. So Yeah. One day. Yes. But anyway. Yes, thank you for coming on, man. I enjoyed it. We'll see you again soon. Yes, sir. All right, man. Take it easy. Get in the garage. Get in the garage, baby.
This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.